This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host, Meryl Vandermeerva, and today in episode 130, we are going to be exploring media bias. And I have a guest with me today, Randy Smith from Peanut Butter Fish Lessons. Welcome, Randy. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So I'm not sure exactly when I first discovered Randy. Um, We are part of a a homeschool blogging Facebook group. And it was obviously at some point we met there and possibly did things together in the past. But somewhere along the line, I started following her on Instagram. And it was probably a couple of months ago now when uh, Randy shared a few things about media bias in her Instagram story. And as I was telling her when we were just prepping before we got going, I actually don't really look at much on Instagram. And so I'm not sure how I even saw it, but she caught my eye with the uh, very thoughtful post she was making. And I sort of reached out to her and said, wow, this is really a topic that I probably need to be covering. And she said, well, she didn't really know much herself and she was just getting into it. But since then she has done a lot of research and I'm very grateful for that. And the fact that she's prepared to come here and share it with us. Just before I get over to let her introduce herself, I just wanted to tell you this is not going to be a political uh, topic at all. I have no idea what Randy's political views are and I doubt very much she knows what mine are. Neither of us post anything political. Um, So this is purely about media bias in a very bipartisan fashion. It's really really that, just understanding how media works. And I think that no matter where you come from on the political spectrum, you should be able to find this very helpful. We are not trying to teach, tell you how to think or anything else, but really just share some reality about the media. So with that, Randy, before we get going, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, how long you've been homeschooling and where people can find you online? Sure. So my background is as a speech language therapist, and I worked in that field for 20 years um, and stopped that to then homeschool my children. And we're just finishing our seventh year of homeschooling. I have two boys that both have ADHD and some learning differences. So I've taken all my special ed training and have been able to apply it with them in our home. And when I started homeschooling them seven years ago, media bias was never even something I thought we would be uh, exploring in our homeschool, but it just became obvious to me over the last year how much, how important it would be for our children to grow up and understand how to discern truth and bias and misinformation in the news. So That is why you saw me starting to post on Instagram about that. As far as where to find me, I blog over at peanutbutterfishlessons.com. And we um, cover a whole variety of things. We have lots of unit studies and a variety of um, materials over there. It's not all media bias. (laughs) And what did you, you asked me to mention something. Okay, Instagram. And so your Instagram and your Facebook is also... It's um, all peanutbutterfishlessons.com, both right. Instagram and Facebook. Okay. So easy to find us. 
And if you want to know why her blog is called that, well, you need to go onto her blog and she does have the story, which is pretty fun to actually read. It is a good name once you understand why. <laughs> okay, so let's get stuck in. So first of all, Randy, uh, when we're thinking media bias, the word bias, what exactly uh, is bias? So I saw an interesting analogy for personal bias recently, that it's a shortcut. And the example that was given is if you are in the ocean and you see a white shark, you don't start researching about white sharks and how likely they are to bite someone and et cetera, et cetera. Your brain just goes, get out of the water and you get out of the water. So bias is a shortcut basically. And so the media wants us to take that shortcut when we're reading the media and send us in the path that they want us to go. And you will see when you look at different media sources, they often lead you in a certain way. Um, and they're feeding their readers what they feel their readers want to consume as far as news. And the more we click on headlines, the more we share news online, the more that reinforces what they are serving up, so to say. Right. So if you, tend to just stick with one news source, you're gonna kind of get a certain menu served up to you all the time. And you may be missing out on other stories out there that aren't served up on your particular menu. So what you wanna look at with media bias really is you want to be reading across um, a variety of news sources. And so if we want our children to learn how to do this, we have to start doing it ourselves, just like with any life skill. If you want your children to cook, but you've never cooked before, you're going to have to actually start cooking and then invite them in the kitchen with you. So if you want your children to start to explore media bias more, you're going to have to start doing it yourselves and model it for them and pull them into it. Right. Okay. And so just to note that bias isn't the same as telling lies or misinformation. It's, it's coming from a specific angle, which obviously can eventually can, can twist and contort the way you, you know, you understand facts, but it's not, it's not coming directly and giving you a whole bunch of, you know, complete misinformation. It's often, you know, comes in when you're leaving something out or, you know, you add stuff particularly in or, various different ways of doing it, which we'll get into, I'm sure. So, right, if you're looking for um, resources to help you figure out media bias, what do you suggest? So, and you're correct on that. Like, I think right now in our society, we have started to blend misinformation and bias. Mm -hmm. So bias is truth. So if you had two headlines about, say, the infrastructure bill is something that's been in the news lately you know, you could have two headlines that are very true about how much it's going to be. And I can't even remember what the, the price tag is on it now, but one might call it a monster bill and use kind of a mm -hmm. scary word. And, you know, another headline might talk about how helpful it is and give it a positive spin, but both still have the fact of how much that bill could cost. Right. Um, so the first resource that I suggest going to is allsides.com. And they have a media bias chart, and I'm going to have this in the notes, the yes, direct it, link to the media bias chart right. in the notes for you. Yeah, and, and I will you, have all, yeah, so just, just and all the show notes are at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. So every link that's mentioned here, and um, I will have all those in the show notes. So you can print that chart right out. 
And what they do is they take a whole bunch of online news. It's only online news, not TV news. And they put it on a chart from left to lean left to center to lean right to right. And so they list different news organizations, you know, and how they fit on that chart. And so, of course, your first question should be, well, how did they decide that, right? Because you always want to be <laughs> curious about stuff. Right. So if you look at their site, they actually have a whole bunch of different ways that they determine where they put these. You can actually take quizzes so that you're giving your input as to what you think, you know, these sites would be. Um, and they, they ask the quizzes questions in certain ways. So it's not like just your opinion about a certain site. And they've got a whole description there of how they write these and they do change them sometimes. So they'll tell you like, we're 60% sure that this news organization falls in this category. So that is where I suggest you start is just to see what they're calling left, lean left center, et cetera. And then the next step I suggest is with your high school kids, maybe older middle school kids, is to pick some of these different news organizations across the spectrum and just go to their online front page and check it out. And you will just start to, just different things will pop out at you. So I did this today and I'm not gonna sit here and name news organizations, but it was interesting. One news organization had a main headline and then they had eight articles about that headline and that was their above the fold. Of course, if you scroll down, you got all sorts of other articles, but it was very much that news organization wanted you to focus in on this one thing and give you lots of information on that one topic. Now, if you went to another news organization, you might not see that topic till further down the page and they have different stuff up at the top. So it's very interesting just to do a quick look and see what different organizations are even talking about. Um, another thing I noticed that jumped out at me, one news platform had a similar setup, but they had three columns. So in other words, here are three headlines you should be paying attention to, and here are related stories about those headlines. What was interesting to me is the third one all the stuff under it really had nothing to do with that top one. It was just all the other news, but it made it look like there were 10 things you should dive deep into about this top headline. So I thought that was a little interesting to see that misleading. And a third interesting thing I noticed is one news organization had five headline stories and they were about a variety of topics. So that's good. I think more variety, the better probably. But one of the top five was sponsored content. <laughs> and I only noticed it because it was about my state and some new policy for cars. And so I was like, okay, that sounds fishy, <laughs> you know, in there with the five headlines. And sure enough, instead of a byline, it had sponsored content underneath it. So I thought that was just odd that in your top five, you would want a sponsored content in there. <laughs> so that's just a really... Um, big picture view to start seeing how different news organizations, where they're directing your attention to. And then of course you could dive deep into how, you know, different headlines, what kind of words are used in different headlines to push you into a certain opinion about that story. 
Right. I really enjoyed the fact when you pointed out the all sides now, if you're on Instagram and you follow Instagram and them on Instagram, they actually will show you, they'll take a something that's in the news and they will show you the um, headlines from three different uh, news sources on the same story. And that to me, you know, since I've been following them has just really jumped out at me how, you know, the same thing can be presented in three very different ways. Absolutely. And that's something we started doing in our homeschool just once in a while. And, you know, news can be anxiety producing. So we dive in and then we'll step back from it. But I'll just write three of their headlines up on Mm -hmm. the board and ask my boys you know, look at these, which one do you think is the least biased? And we look at the different language in them. So it's a vocabulary building exercise because we're looking at the vocabulary that's in the headlines. Mm-hmm. We get talking about the background of what is this even talking about? Um, so you really get into some really great discussions just by looking at different headlines on the same topic. Another, okay, so, yeah. So what are the resources? Yes, I know you have some more. <laughs> well, I would say another interesting resource I don't feel like I've played around with enough also on Instagram is Grounds News and the link will be in the bio mm-hmm. uh, are in the show notes. But the thing that's interesting with them is they will pick a story and they'll tell you the percentage of reporting on it. So for example, there was a story today and it had a warning, like there's a left, I forget what they call it, but basically the left is missing out on the story. And it was because 90% of the reports on the story are on right-leaning media outlets. Mm. And so it was based saying like, if you're just following left media, you're going to totally miss that the story is even out there. And then they'll take another story and say, 40% of center outlets are covering this and 20% of left and 20% of right or whatever. And they'll just give you an idea of how it's being covered in different Mm. networks, which that's just really interesting too, to see. And the other resource that is probably my favorite resource on Instagram, and I don't know how I stumbled upon it, but I stumbled upon it earlier this year and it's Sharon Says So, at Sharon Says So. Um, And she is a former high school government teacher and she now calls herself America's government teacher. And she's on there a lot in her Insta stories, just posting about the news in a non-biased way. Um, Lots of facts about government. She lets people ask questions every day. And it's very interesting watching that, how little, unfortunately, a lot of us know about how our government works. And how that causes stress, because you think things can happen that if you really understand checks and balances and the federal, what the federal government can do versus the state government and all that, it can decrease your stress level because you're like, oh, well, that actually can't even happen because that person doesn't have the power to do that thing. Um, So that has been a great resource. And she actually teaches monthly classes. So one month she'll do a whole class on the Constitution and it's a couple hours long. Another month she did the judicial process. Another was about Congress. This month I believe is political parties and like the history behind the political parties Mm -hmm. and how political parties function and all that kind of stuff. So it would really be good for high school students just to even take her classes um, and follow her on Instagram because it just provides a lot of information. And she talks about bias on there a lot too. Mm -hmm. in the media. 
And the other thing she does that's interesting is a lot of people sometimes get frustrated with her because she will never say which way she leans or her opinion on most things in life. I mean, she has some hard things that are bad that I think everybody would believe is bad. But um, but what she will do is she'll ask for input on topics from people. So she'll say, conservatives, what do you what are your feelings on this topic? Moderates, what are your feelings on this topic? Liberals, what are your feelings on this topic? And then she'll post those. So it gives you insight into how other people think without maybe all the emotion attached to right. it often. Um, so that is just a really great resource, I think, to help us understand the news and understand how our government works and is set up. All right. Any, um, then you, you have a scholastic one you mentioned to me. Yes, that's a little PDF that people mm -hmm. can print out that'll be in the show notes that can help you just get started on walking through the news a little bit with your students, your children. Okay. Another one, I'm just going through the list mm -hmm. I sent you. Another Instagram account is Smarter. I have it spelled wrong on the page. Smarter News. The link is correct. The My okay. typing on there is not correct. Um, and this is a woman, she was on Fox Business News, and I'm not remembering her name right now, Jenna, Jennifer, and she left to have children and wanted to start her own small media company. I believe it's just her and maybe an assistant that helps her behind the scenes right now. Um, and she's very interesting because she gives you kind of like why this story is actually connected to this story over here and why this is an important story to research from this angle. And she's got a lot of opinions about the big mainstream media and how they make their money and stuff like that. So she's just very interesting to get like the background on journalism a little bit. And she, when Sharon says so, asked conservatives, moderates, liberals, where they get their unbiased news. All three groups said smart her news. So oh. she was like, when I started my company a couple of years ago, people laughed at me and said, nobody wants unbiased news. And she said, I guess I've proven them wrong. So that is a good resource, too, if you're just looking for some different ways to think about the news. Well, I've just gone and uh, I'm going to just gone and followed all those as you were talking. I didn't well, even. Because so I, I had already followed two of them because of you and I just followed the next two. So you want to give a challenge to families, correct? Yes. So the challenge today is to go and print that all sides media bias chart. And I do want to say their Instagram account is all sides now. Their website is allsides.com. If you go to allsidesnow.com, you get something completely different. So it's a little confusing okay. there. But you'll have the link to print out that chart and start seeing the news that you consume. Where does that fall in there? And then start just looking and seeing what some news may be opposite yours or other directions from what you normally consume. See what their headlines are. See how it compares to what you're getting. There's times I'll see on social media that a bunch of friends are upset about something. I'm like, what in the world? Where did that come from? But if I start perusing the top news companies, I'm like, oh, oh that's being discussed a lot over here. So it's just eye-opening to see what else is out there that maybe you're not getting if you're kind of sticking to one or two sources of news. So that is my challenge to you is to read from different sides of the news spectrum to see what else is going on, not to change your mind 
Um, Sharon says so, always says you can't make up an empty mind. So <laughs> her idea is fill your mind with the information and then you make up your own mind, not just believe what the media wants you to believe. And another part we really haven't even talked about is also going to primary resources mm -hmm. to confirm information. So if mm -hmm. you see a couple articles about an executive order and you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds awful, or oh my gosh, that sounds <laughs> wonderful, whichever, go to the executive order and read it and see what like factually it says. Um, and not necessarily take everything through that filter of the news organization I, that's leading you in a direction. I have done that a few times in the past year where um, it's I've been kind of like a little surprised by something and I have decided to go and actually dig. And then, you know, I, I will sometimes then post back and kind of put the information I found. Normally nobody then responds to me. But <laughs> I, I, as you say, I have found so many times that what looked awful or crazy or whatever wasn't actually so and it was taken out of context so it's it's not that hard to actually go right. back and find the the actual and this is on both sides because mm -hmm. I, I have I have for a long time because I, I do teach government and I teach U.S. history and so for a long time I've actually been getting my news from um, more than one place because I didn't want to be in the echo chamber and only hearing what everybody who thinks the same way as me thinks so um um, I've been trying to like see from different angles and sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll read two different sides and, they, and I, you realize they're both biased and I still have no idea what the actual truth is. After right. reading. <laughs> I'm like, okay, um, I still don't actually know. But I, I think it would be really sad if we got to the end of our lives and sort of realized that we had entirely believed one source of media. We hadn't even realized our bias and that perhaps we'd missed the truth I mean, I know we can never be perfectly sure that what we know is the truth, but at least I, I, I kind of want to be believing what is most likely the truth right? and, and basing my, my life and, and what I do on that. And I realize that, you know, you know, I might be making some mistakes, but I do think this is an important area, which is why I asked Brandy to come and talk to me. And as I say, initially, she didn't know that much herself. And I really appreciate because she really has put in a lot of work to come and share this information with us. So, um, you know, I think I just do challenge you, just do what she said and go and check and see. I also want to tell you that Randy has a brand new product out that I would strongly suggest you go and take a look at um, called Our Daily Lessons in Media Bias. Um, and what can people find in this product, Randy? So this is great for high school or if you did it as a family project with middle school, maybe even fourth and fifth grade, you know your children best and what will work for them. But it takes you day by day from like big picture, just what is news, what is headlines, looking at bylines, um, ethics of journalism. I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but they really <laughs> are ethics of journalism. And so one day you'll research the ethics of journalism. So it points you back to the internet a lot, but they're notebooking pages with a specific assignment a specific vocabulary word you're going to learn of a certain kind of bias, and then you look for examples, and then you can repeat them as much as you want. So if you want to, you know, explore this particular type of bias again next week, go ahead and repeat it and look for three more examples of it. And I say daily lessons, but it's just the days you want to do. You know, if you want to take a year to do 
the lessons, then take a year, do one a week, two a week, you know, or if you want to have it be an everyday thing, that's up to you. So it's really to help guide you through exploring the media in all different sorts of ways. Well, thank you, Randy. And we'll have a link to that too, which obviously you'll find that on Randy's own website. Randy, thank you so much for coming and sharing all this information with us today. Thank you for having me. And uh, do go away and think a little bit about this. And um, we hope that you'll also share this episode with other people so that we can all be a little bit more aware of the news we're consuming and be a little bit uh, more mindful of bias and try to counteract that as we live our daily lives. So that's it for us today. And I will see you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.